Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I wanted to share with you from Isaiah 55. Uh, I think this was yesterday's reading. Um, and I feel like this is a passage that is used so often. And let me just read verses 8 and 9, just to kind of show you that um, for those who have been brought up in the church, you've probably heard this often. Uh, it says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so, I mean, I, and I've used it. I still think we can apply it with regards to God's transcendence. Like he's above us. He's so far be above us. He's so holy and so different than us. I still think that's applicable, but I want to make sure that we read it within the context of what Isaiah is writing uh, and what God is saying. So we need to remember that uh, Isaiah pretty much is warning the people and calling them to repentance from the rebellion against God. Uh, I mean, there are so many passages in the book of Isaiah where um, where God is kind of conveying his heart, not kind of, he's conveying his heart and how angry he is and um, how he has to punish Israel. Uh, there's even parts where, there, there are even parts where he says that he, he will forget them for a time, um, but even that is to bring them back. You see it. But if we look at this, it's kind of like when you look at everything that Israel had been doing, every single thing that they were involved in and how they were rebelling. And it wasn't just, oh, they made a couple mistakes. I mean, they were outright going against the commandments of God. You need to read, we need to read Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 in the context of, um, of verse 6, at least up through verse 6. Because it's so important to make sure we understand what he's saying. So it's not just, hey, God's above us and there's no one like him, which is true. All those things are true. But listen to what it is that that is stated before it. And see how the thought of 8 and 9 uh, connect to what's stated in verses 6 through 7 before it. It says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. In other words, hey, we're supposed to repent. We're supposed to repent from the evil thoughts that we have. We're supposed to repent from the evil actions that we do. Friends, we are sinners to the core. We still struggle with the sin, with our sin nature. Even though we've been given a new heart, we've been given freedom to obey God, but it doesn't now mean that we won't struggle with sin. And it doesn't mean that every thought or every feeling is now in, in line completely with the will of God. That's why we actually are tempted by things still. That's why we still struggle against the desires that go against what God wants, because we're still sinners. Even though my identity before God is saint because of Jesus, um, and for those of you listening who are followers of Jesus, you are seen as a saint um, before God because of Jesus. Because we're in Christ, uh, Ephesians, uh, book of Ephesians, or the letter to the Ephesians, the, the people of Ephesus, is, is huge on the idea of in him or in Christ. Think about it. Jesus, who is completely righteous, um, we are now in him. Therefore, we are seen by the Father as, as righteous as Jesus is because we're in Christ. So, yes, I'm a sinner. I still struggle with sin, but I'm seen as righteous because righteousness has been imputed to me, just like it's been imputed to those of you who are followers of Jesus. So we keep that in mind. So back to verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, which is repentance, um, turning away from sin and going to Christ, and let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So when we read verses 8 through 9 about God's thoughts not being our thoughts and his ways aren't our ways and as, uh, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are, uh, are God's ways higher than ours and his thoughts higher than our own thoughts. But when you read those two verses in the context, especially of ending verse 7, where, when we're, well, back in verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found, um, call upon him while he's, while he's near, and then he's calling them to repent from sin and their rebellion and then in return to the Lord that God may show compassion um, and that God uh, will abundantly pardon. You can sit there and go, well, why would he do that when, the, when they were so rebellious? And the reason he would is because God's thoughts are not our thoughts and neither his ways our ways. And it's so easy to look at the people of Israel and go, why couldn't you just get it until we need to, re until we're reminded we're just like this. I mean, this is telling this is telling the story of us. So the same call to them is the same call to us. So let me read it, not just Isaiah speaking to the people of Israel in this context, but now apply it to us, where it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. How could God be so compassionate and loving because he is that good? Because he is that, because he's God. He's not like us. He doesn't treat us like we treat ourselves. Friends, he is so, he desires so much to bring us into right relationship with him, intimacy with him. He loves us. He likes us. But he will call us out of sin because he loves us and likes us. And when people say, oh, but oh, gosh, I don't know if I could do it again because I just feel like I've screwed up so much and will he accept me? Friends, he wants, you to re he he wants us to repent from sin and turn to him that he might have compassion on us. Again, how could he be like this? Because he's nothing like us. He's nothing like us. And because of that, we should be saying praise be to God that he is nothing, nothing like us. Friends, I hope this is an encouragement, a help to you. Um, I hope that this encourages you, especially for those that, man, you've wandered away and God's calling you back and you're wondering what that means. He wants to show compassion. Of course, we may have to deal with um, the repercussions that come from decisions that we've made. But God will be in all of that with us. He'll help us through those things. But he wants to show compassion. He wants us that much. And praise God that God is nothing like us. So friends, like I said, I hope this is encouragement, conviction, whatever is necessary to make us look more like Jesus. Love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.